Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto, Canada, and just moved in to a new house not too far away, just on the other side of the city here. But I had to set this studio up again. That takes a little bit of time. I gotta muffle the sound because in this here, I mean, I say studio. Really, it's a bedroom. I make it into a studio because I think when you record in a bedroom, it becomes a studio. So I'm in this studio and I've. Had to do everything to muffle the sound again, and set everything up, and and sweep and clean, and get it all up to standard. And now I'm ready to go, and I hope you are too. Sorry for the delay there. I know I'm a couple days late on an episode. I, I like to get things out on Tuesdays. This is currently Friday evening, and so I was even. Hoping to get this out Friday morning, maybe record Thursday night. But you know, so much cleaning, so much unpacking, and you gotta organize your house. You know, you gotta organize your house. It's still a mess out there. It still is a mess out there. I've just hidden in here where I can just have a little clean area somewhere that's mostly organized. I've got to finish up out there too. So this one is not going to be too long of an episode, but we're going to get into some fun stuff today because I've got a poem, a poem written by a gentleman named George Carlin, an American comedian, a father of American comedy. This gentleman was a hippie. He was a hippie in his heart, and he was a hippie in his hair. He grew his hair real long, and people didn't like that in the clubs that he was working in. They were, you know, some real square clubs, real square types in there. And what is what does square mean? Well, square means not a risk taker. If someone's a square, it's like saying, "Yeah, that person's not fun. That person doesn't take risks." A square. This little poem that uh, Mr. Carlin has written for us here is a fantastic example of how we can really practice a particular sound, a very common one in American English. This sound. Is the combination of when we have like an A with an R in the American accent. It's pronounced different ways. And something I've noticed myself is the official phonetic spelling that I find for this doesn't really match the way that I personally pronounce it and the way that I hear other people say this. And you know something? I don't want to teach people something that I don't do myself. And I think the way that I say these words, I, I think it sounds just fine. So the combination is the long a, with an unstressed r, air, air. Sometimes even other sounds like airy, airy. So let's consider this: how you can get that a, and then er kind of sound all together like that. It's a tricky movement, but with a little bit of focus. I'm sure you can get the hang of it. So as I mentioned, this is a long a with an r kind of sound. When we do this, we want to make sure that we're making a complete movement regarding the、uh, the the a vowel and the r. You want to make sure that you've got a, a little bit of confidence when you use both of those. I would really recommend, if you haven't already, check out the long a sound pronunciation. And check out the R sound pronunciation. Get a good feel for the both of these. And when you're feeling confident, you want to make sure that you can really practice this one too. 
That doesn't mean give up on any of them. Now, that doesn't mean just give up on this. Give this a listen. Practice it a little bit, and then reflect on the others later on, maybe. We need that complete, concentrated movement of the long A in the unstressed R, R, A, R. And I want to point out, something we're going to see in here is kind of the A, R spelling isn't always the same. Sometimes it's spelled with an E-R. Sometimes it's spelled with an E-A-R. Sometimes it's A-R-E. Sometimes it's A-I-R. So we're going to consider words with different spellings, but the same sounds. This is where, you know, English gets a little tricky, but hey, we're not worrying about English spelling too much. You know, that we're all here for pronunciation, aren't we? So first off, how do you get used to this sound? How do you get your muscles used to it? Well... As I pointed out, this is a combination of the long A with the R. What we've practiced in the past, A, A, getting that kind of A, kind of like an E sound, A, and then pulling the jaw up to make the E, making more pressure against the teeth. With the tongue, making more pressure against those top teeth. A, A. And then the tongue pulls right back to the R position after that kind of E, A. Now, that's a little trick about the R. It's really easy to move into an R position from the E position. All you got to do is when you go E, E, well, you're making a lot of pressure in the back of your tongue towards your teeth, right? Well, we just want to kind of Pull it back a little bit. Pull that pressure back until the middle of your tongue is making pressure against the top of your teeth. Ear. 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 Well, we just want to pull the tongue back a little bit from the E to kind of make a little more pressure between the middle of the tongue and those top teeth. Ear. Year. Easy way to say the word year, right? Year. Year. Anyway, so now we can see how it's an easy transition from A to year. A year. A year. With a little bit of time and a little bit of focus, this whole combination of these three movements, A, E, R. That combination will get easier. So we're going to kick things off looking at what we call homophones. Homophones. What is a homophone? Well, homophones are words that are spelled differently and maybe even come from a different origin, possibly different root languages, but they have the same pronunciation. Even though the spelling's different, they sound the same. This is one of these real tricky things about English. You may misspell words and there's so many little things to remember. Well, I'm going to give you a hand with that right here. Let's consider a couple of words here. The first word that I want to bring up is the word bear. Bear. B-E-A-R. It can also be spelled B-A-R-E. Bear. As in like something that's naked. It's bear. Whereas B-E-A-R is the terrifying animal that lives in the woods. A bear. Both of these words, air, 
Bayer. We can really stretch them out. Starting out, of course, you want to stretch them out. In the long run, we want to get it real quick and real quiet. Bear, bear. But at the beginning, get those full kind of movements there. It really helps your muscles distinguish this sound from others. Bear. That full a e r. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. Here's another one here. The word fair. Fair. Now that as well has different meanings. That could mean fair as in something is just. It could be fair as in a fine that you pay. Or it can be a fair as in a carnival. A celebration of something. The fair. Air. Fair. Here's another one. This one has three words here. So listen closely. Where, where, where. All three of those wheres, W-E-A-R, W-H-E-R-E, and W-A-R-E. All of them, same pronunciation. Where, where, where. And the same goes for these words, there, there, there. Very tricky things to get the hang of. Very tricky. But... And notice how I even say that, very, very tricky, very tricky. I say it real quick, but I make those movements, very tricky. Not easy things to get used to, but with a little bit of focus, you will most certainly adjust if you want to. Not everybody wants to, not everybody wants to change their speech. That's totally fine. You know, I like... When I speak Spanish, a part of me likes having an accent in Spanish because it's a part of who I am. You know, people hear that and immediately they go, okay, he's not from around here, but he's got, he communicates himself well, or at least mildly well. I get by. And my accent, I'm fine with it. You know, I think uh, maybe I sound a little bit funny to them, but at least I'm making an effort. So not a problem if you got an accent, but hey, if you want to change it, this is how. We start with these exaggerated movements. Wayer, theyer, bayer, fayer, ayer. Stretching it right out, and then we can start to get it quicker. Let's put those words into some phrases right here, such as, just saying, that's fair. You know, that's people say that when they say, I agree. You know, that's acceptable. That's fair. That's fair. Or another one, they're in there. They're in there. Notice those words, T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E and T-H-E-R-E. Same pronunciation. They're in there. They're in there. Air, air. And by the way, T-H-E-I-R, as I mentioned, same kind of sound. They're in there. Here's uh, another one here. Don't stare. 
Don't stare. Stare. And again, that could be stares that you walk up, or that could be like a look from somebody, you know, a stare. Don't stare. Both are common uses. Both are valuable when it comes to this long A with R sound. And you want to keep make sure that you keep on focusing on those to keep stretching this sound out. Well, I've got a handful of little short phrases I'm going to read out here. And as always, repeat after me. Get used to these yourself. Then we're going to read the poem. The poem about hair by George Carlin. That's coming up next. First, a few practice phrases. First off, I can barely see if they're there. You hear that? Barely see if they're there. Here's another one very common for people. Losing hair is a very scary affair. Whoa, there we go. That one there, it is scary. I've started using some different shampoos because I'm like, hey, I don't want to go bald. So I've started putting some oils in my shampoos and whatnot out of vanity. I don't want to lose my hair. It's a scary affair. Air. Air. This next one here is extremely useful. For two entire months of the year, January isn't as bad as February. January isn't as bad as February. Both of those words. Okay, we're getting an airy sound on these ones now. Airy. January. Airy. February. E. Really, uh, you know, fading off with that E sound. But what we want to look at is just before that. I want to point out that when I'm pronouncing this, January. Now, first off, that an sound I'm making with a J-A-N, well, that I'm going to do a whole episode on that shortly. Uh, that's, that is to come sooner or later. So I'll talk about that later. Jan. It's not just a Janu, but it's more of a Janu. Janu. And then it's not just airy, but where. Wary. Janu-wary. January, really stretching that out. Now practice that lots right now. Unless if you're listening to this in January, then hey, good for you. That that's extremely useful. Right now it's only uh, June. It's only June so far. So uh, you've if you're listening to this in June, you've got a good few months to practice. Now February, I'll give you one more there as well. February. I want to point out the R. It's a sneaky little R, the first R in February. The average American does not pronounce the R in February. Honest, we just don't. I'm sure there's some accents where they probably say February, February, but not where I'm from. Febu. When we think about the syllable stress, strong in the beginning, February. February. Giving it that airy kind of sound and fading away with that. February. So here's the whole sentence again. January isn't as bad as February. Very useful little phrase there. Make sure you practice that regularly. One more I'm going to bring up before we get to the uh, poem. Fun one here. 
They very rarely do extraordinary things. Very rarely. Extraordinary. Airy, airy, airy. A whole lot of airies on there, right? They very rarely do extraordinary things. Stretch those sounds out. And that word extraordinary. Most students, all people from all over the world, when they read the word extraordinary, because it's spelled extraordinary, people will often pronounce the A in there. Extraordinary. Now that's like, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra, he pronounces it extraordinary. I, however, do not pronounce it extraordinary. I just say extraor, extraordinary. You can get a feel for it like that. So they very rarely do extraordinary things. Now, as promised, as promised, I've got a poem to read. Now, this is the hair poem by Mr. George Carlin, as I mentioned, a father of American comedy. Somebody who, uh, well, he used his right of free speech to say some things that made a few people a little uneasy. But at the same time, he pushed those limits to allow people to say the things that they do today. And I think that's wonderful. As a podcaster, I mean, I don't think I'm bothering anybody with what I'm saying. But uh, as a podcaster, I think it is great that people have the right to express themselves in however way they like with their microphones. And, you know, if people want to listen or not, that's up to them. Mr. Carlin also thought so. Mr. Carlin also thought that you should grow your hair long if you want to be cool. So, so here's this poem, just to give it a little bit of context. As I mentioned, he was a hippie. He grew his hair long. He would uh, go to these, you know, business class places where he'd uh, do comedy. But the problem was that people would look at him weird because they were all... You know, business people in suits looking for some clean jokes and whatnot. And he was this just hippie coming onto the stage. He wasn't deterred by them. In fact, he wrote this poem here. I'm aware some stare at my hair. In fact, to be fair, some really despair of my hair. But I don't care, because they're not aware. Nor are they debonair. In fact, they're just square. They see hair down to there, say beware and go off on a tear. I say no fair. A head that's bare is really nowhere. So be like a bear, be fair with your hair. Show what you care, wear it to there, or to there, or to there if you dare. My wife bought some hair at a fair to use as a spare. Did I care? Oh, contraire. Spare hair is fair. In fact, hair can be rare. Fred Astaire got no hair, nor does a chair, nor does a chocolate eclair. And where's the hair on a pair? Nowhere, mon frere. So now that I've shared this affair of the hair, I'm going to repair to my lair and use nair. Do you care? Fantastic poem. I most certainly encourage people, check that out again. Give it a listen again. Rewind if you need to. Because that is super valuable for practicing this air sound. I really, personally, I like the one part. My wife bought some hair at a fair to use as a spare. Did I care? Oh, contraire. That's my favorite part of it. Spare hair is fair. I don't know why. I think that's, that's the most, that's my favorite part to say. So try that out. I'm going to post 
all the words to this poem along with it. As I mentioned, this is by George Carlin. And I'm also going to post a video in the description so that you can uh, check out the video of the man himself saying it probably sometime in the 70s, I would guess. Sometime in the 70s, reading out this uh, lovely little poem here. Well, that's what I've got to say about the long A and the R. I've got to say that you want to take it slow at the beginning. You want to take it easy. A, 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 A. Getting a feel for that position and that transition. Keep it up and it'll keep on developing and in no time. You'll be able to get it nice and quickly. And then you'll be able to read the hair poem along with me. And won't that be fun? Won't that be fun? And by the way, I'm going to read that on Clubhouse sometime. I'll, I'll do this lesson on Clubhouse sometime. And I'll read the poem because that, that'd be a lot of fun. I think uh, people have fun. Little comedy poetry for you. So I've got to get to wrapping this one up for today. It's late. It's late and I've still got to cook some fish for my dinner. And then if I'm not feeling tired, I might just stay up and edit this for a little bit. Not too long, just a little bit of editing. So, thank you for tuning on in today. I've had such a good time with this one. I've been excited for this one for a little while. You see, I this is why first I made the R sound, and then I made the A sound after, because I wanted you to be ready. I wanted you to be ready for the long A with the R. A-er. Because this is useful, and getting this sound is really going to help your English stand out because you'll be able to distinguish vowels a little bit better. Where There's a method to this. You know, I've, I've, got, I've got a good strategy here, I think. I've seen it work. I've seen it work on people. So practice that. Practice stretching out that A. Moving into the er, and that'll come along quite nicely. Thank you for tuning on in today. As I mentioned, I've had a good one. I've got to go eat. Enjoy your own dinner, your own lunch, or brunch, or breakfast, or second breakfast, or your tea. Enjoy it. Tea, by the way, as we're getting into the summer months, something I discovered myself a little while ago is on a hot day, have a cup of tea. Honest, when you have a cup of tea, for one, you're hydrating yourself. And when you have cold water, it's kind of a shock. You know, okay, yes, it's very satisfying, but you're just fighting against the environment around you. When you have a glass of cold water, you're just trying to cool your body down. But guess what? If it's a really hot day and you're going to be going right back outside, then what's the point? You know, what's the point? I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying from my opinion, tea on a hot day, it, it you're not fighting against climate. You know, you're not fighting against the environment around you. Tea on a hot day, you can just relax, sip on some tea, chill. That's what it comes down to. So enjoy your tea, folks, and have a good one. <laughs>